Everybody enjoy 279. It should be a banger. And welcome back to the next episode of the Shaving Points Podcast. My name is Quentin Crisco. You can find me on Twitter at BucketStats. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at shaving underscore points. That's PTS underscore pod. Go check out our website, shaving-points.com. And I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Jaden May. How are you doing, Jay? Doing fantastic. What's going on, everybody? I'm Jaden May. You can find me on Twitter at jmay56. NFL is finally here. Wherever you're watching from, let us know in the comments who's won the Super Bowl this year. Let us know who your AFC and NFC division champs are. Let us know why you're not sleeping on the Lions. Jared Goff and the homies going to go off this year. Been saying it for years. We got a full slate of bets for you this week. For week one of NFL, we finally made it. We've been talking nonsense all summer. We talked draft. We talked fantasy. We talked a little everything. But we're finally here. We have week one coming up. And Thursday night, we have a banger of a game. We have the Buffalo Bills, the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year, the favorites to win the AFC this year, going against the Super Bowl champions, the Matt Stafford future Hall of Famer, Los Angeles Rams, and we're here to give you all the winners for the game. So what are you thinking for this game? What's going to happen? I'll let you start. I've just been sitting over here for a year and a half banging the table at the Rams are frauds. <laughs> Rams are frauds. We, 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 we put the fraud sticker on them last year. And I I said after they won the Super Bowl, I still think they were frauds. They got hot at the right time. And sometimes that's all it takes to win a Super Bowl is getting yeah. hot at the right time. I mean, you look you look back at what, what was it? The 04 Pittsburgh Steelers wildcard team. Went on, won a Super Bowl. You look at the Giants, wildcard team, went on to win a Super Bowl. You got hot at the right time. I mean, the Rams, granted, were not a wildcard team. But, I mean, it took everything they had to get past Tampa Bay. Uh, and then all they had to do was be a 49ers team that they had lost two twice already. It's hard to lose to a team three times. They, they get that dub. They keep it rolling. Moving on, I mean – Getting hot at the right time matters. Yeah. And we stuck the fraud labor on them last year. And I think the Rams got better this offseason. Like, I really do. And honestly, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be very close. I'm taking the Bills. The Bills are just the more talented team. The main concern I have is how will Brian Dable leaving impact this offense? That's really my only hesitation in taking the Bills here. That and the fact that they're a road team. Honestly, I think the Bills feel cheated. I think they think they should have been in the Super Bowl last year after that Pat Mahomes miracle at the end of the game against Kansas City. I think they're going to come out and show it that we think we're the best team in football and we're here to show everybody. Let me ask you something, Mr. Man. You know the number one rule of gambling? What's that? Don't bet against home dogs. 10 of 16 games week one are home dogs. This game, Rams at home. They're dogs. Rams got better. Rams kept most of their staff. Allen Robinson, very good. Okay. I love the Rams money line here at plus 120. Also love this over. I love both these offenses. Brian Dayball leaving probably hurts the Bills enough to where I think the Rams can pull out this dub. But I still think it's going to be high, high scoring. 
Thursday night football opening game of the season. Last year, we had Buccaneers, Cowboys went way, way, way over. I think it does it again. I think these offenses are red hot. I don't see these defenses slowing them down enough to get under 52. I just don't see it happening. I absolutely love the over. Give me over 52. Give me Rams money line. Home dogs for the dub. Let's start out the season with a double winner and keep it rolling, boy. Fun fact for you. Home dogs over since 2010 in week one. have gone 36 and 31 against the spread. So that's 54%. Also, they've gone 27 and 38 straight up. That's 42%. At plus money, you're probably in the green betting home dog money lines. Let's hope it continues. It's the number one rule of gambling, and I got a lot of them this week. <laughs> so moving on to, to my Chicago Bears, the charter franchise, the one and only. You know the number one rule of gambling? Don't bet against home dogs. Also, <laughs> don't bet against the score in Justin Fields. Everybody's passed on this guy. Everybody's throwing this dude in the dumpster. Justin Fields is trash, blah, blah, blah. This dude was a motherfucking stud at Ohio State. Absolute stud at Ohio State. Looked good, not great last year. He's had a full off season of people burying this kid. People are talking about this Chicago team being the worst team we've ever seen. Being the worst team of all time. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody hates Chicago. They can't get it done. They're terrible. They're miserable. They're abysmal. They can't score points. They got no receivers. They got no running backs. They got no offensive line. They got no defense. It's an absolute shit show going in Chicago. We said the same thing about the Texans last year. What did the Texans do? They came out red hot. They had veterans on the team. They felt very disrespected. They came out and won a respectable, what, seven, eight games. I think Chicago is the Houston Texans of last year with more talent. This talent on this team is getting disrespected. Yeah, they're not the most talented team we've seen, but... They have some talented individuals on this team that I think are going to make a statement, especially week one, and against what's most likely going to be a Trey Lance-led San Francisco 49ers team who looked absolutely abysmal in his last two games in the preseason. He didn't look great in his starts last year. I think they're going to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo at some point this year. I do not love the San Francisco 49ers until they make a quarterback change, and I think that'll be very, very quick. But you're giving me a home dog of the Bears, of Justin Fields, who's the most disrespected player in football right now, of Darnell Mooney, who's the most disrespected player in football right now, catching seven points at home to make a statement on week one. I love the Bears at plus seven. Give me plus seven for the home dog. Holy Toledo. Oh, boy. I mean, you know I'm betting. I'm betting the Bears plus seven. I, I didn't put it here because I've ruined my reputation on the Bears multiple times in the past, and I will probably continue to, but I didn't put it down here. I'm, I like the over here. 41 and a half is a low number. I expect an over here. I expect Fields to ball out. Last time I took a super low over, referenced it last year, had a buddy, 10-team parlay. Last game, 36 and a half, Bears-Colts. If it hits, $70 bet wins 70 grand. Never sniffed 36 and a half. So when I say low total for the Bears, gives me flashbacks, gives me nightmares. Oh, I don't blame you. I do love that over. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'll probably take it. I just haven't yet. Let me read you this quote from Darnell Mooney from a few days ago, talking about Justin Fields. It's just got to be so juiced up. He's going to prove everything 
that everybody doubted him on, especially week one. That team passed on him. So they're going to have to pay a little for that. And I just, I ran through a brick wall after that, after reading that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think they really passed on him. I think they passed on Matt Jones. And Justin Fields' mind, they definitely passed on him because they didn't draft him. He's got that dog in. I love Justin Fields. I loved him in Ohio State. I'm not even a Ohio State fan, but apparently I'm not one Ohio State fan these days. I got him with the national championship. I love CJ Stroud. I love Justin Smith and Jigba, Trevion Henderson. I think they're going to win the national championship. I think he's going to win the Heisman. All of that. I love Justin Fields at Ohio State. And I always hated Ohio State growing up, so I don't know where this switch came. Yeah, Justin Fields is a dog, dude. I'm so excited to watch him this year. And I think this, this 49ers game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I really do. I think the 49ers are a little bit overrated. With them being overrated and the Bears with a statement to make in Chicago week one, I might, I might even sprinkle that money line. Just sprinkle Ooh. a little bit. Like I'm Salt Bay. Just a little, <laughs> little sprinkle that money line, baby. I love it. Love the Bears. The Bears. I've thrown away funny money on Bears bets. So I'm not going to stop now. We're going to be smoking fat-ass cigars like Mott Ditka celebrating the Bears winning week one. Uh, Bears. Moving on. Browns. Panthers. Jacoby Brissett taking over of Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Going against a Baker scorned, not a Baker loved, a Baker scorned with the Panthers. A guy that led Cleveland to the most success they've ever had in their entire franchise. They just kicked him out the door. This dude, Baker Mayfield, with a chip on his shoulder. And we know Baker with a chip on his shoulder. Baker with a chip on his shoulder is a Heisman winner. He's a quarterback that goes toe-to-toe with Georgia against a much better team and nearly Wills his team to a national championship. This is a Baker that gets himself drafted number one overall against superior athletes. This is a Baker with something to prove. This is a Baker with weapons. This is a Baker with a healthy Christian McCaffrey. And we're laying two and a half points at home week one. This is my best bet of the week. Panthers minus two and a half. Okay. I mean, hey, we're both on this, which is usually a good sign for us. Don't bet against Baker Mayfield when he's playing the Browns right now. I, I just think that's a pretty clear decision. Baker has been stewing on this game since well before he was traded. Yeah. He was fantasizing about this game as soon as they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. He was fantasizing when he took the Browns to the playoffs for the first time. He's fantasizing about this game. When he led the Browns to the most success they've ever had in the franchise. And then he's the problem, apparently. They kick him out the door. How good are the Browns without Deshaun Watson? I think that's a serious question here. Their D-line lacks a lot of depth, a lot of interior. Like, their O-line, they just lost J.C. Treader. That's going to have a huge impact on them. And their receivers aren't what they used to be. I, I don't know if this Cleveland team's that good. I'll ask you a better question. How good are the Cleveland Browns without Baker Mayfield? That's who they're playing. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I don't love Matt Rule. I think he's yeah. a lame duck coach. Don't really love Carolina this year, but I mean, by God, you're giving me a healthy Christian McCaffrey for one, DJ Moore, 
on a team that loaded up in the offseason. They went and reinforced that offensive line that was decent to good last year. They should be good to great this year in that 9 to 13 range, if not better, on top of improving the defense, on top of improving the quarterback. They have good receivers in Carolina. They have a top five running back, top three running back. And you have a pissed off Baker Mayfield. I love Give me Carolina minus two and a half all day, every day. They're going to torch them. Yeah. Hey, I'm on that with you. Panthers minus two and a half. That's an easy decision for me. Love Panthers. Panthers minus two and a half. Lock of the week. Best bet of the week. Love, 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 love the Panthers at home. Baker Mayfield pissed off. Going to go out there and get his dub. Moving on. Bucks, Cowboys. I'll be honest here. I'm just following the numbers on this one. It says over. It went over last year. Cowboys love a primetime spot. I expect another shootout. Yeah. Last year, week one, go back. Very first episode we ever recorded. You liked the under this game. I said, yep, nope. I nope, did. Nope. Nope. Don't you, don't you do it. I See, said, take that I over. learned. You're learning. <laughs> And that's all we can ask for in in this world is to learn. And I don't even love Cowboys money line here. I'm a Cowboys fan. But give, I mean, Cowboys, home dog, Michael Parsons, Tom Brady and Giselle maybe getting divorced. Uh, there's rumors out there. Uh, he, he, may be, he may be going through some crazy mental issues. Um, which is probably bad for the NFL because if him and Giselle get a divorce, we'll probably play for like 14 more years. But win, apparently, he's win, a team with, win a ring with every team in the league at some point. The, there's rumors that things aren't good at home. He took he took a vacation. I don't know. Maybe they're just rumors. Maybe he goes out there and lights it up. I don't know. All I know is I'm getting Cowboys at home. We're a very, very, very talented team with a very opportunistic defense. Coming into week one is dogs. Give me Cowboys money line at plus 120 as a home dog. And give me that over 50 because these teams are going to score. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i right there with you. I, I think these teams are going to score and score and score. Um, easy decision as far as I can tell. All right. Moving on. Home dog, Chiefs, Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, and Patrick Mahomes. Like two peas in a pod. They scored a lot of points. Texas Tech could stop nobody. Went like four and nine. Four and eight, four and nine. Where, where did they go? Not very yeah. good. They didn't win very many games. No. Unfortunately. Scored a ton of points. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's alternate realities out there where like, Texas Tech wins like three straight national championships if they can just like keep opponents from scoring less than 48 points a game. Like, I dream that timeline sometimes. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. wonderful. Like, I would love to live there because nobody can stop yeah. that dude in college. Cliff, get him drafted. They're still very, very close to this day. They're playing for the first time. You have a Cardinals team trading for Hollywood Brown, Kyler's college buddy probably playing Fortnite together every single night 
just loving life. But Cardinals, if you remember correctly, hottest team of football last year to start the season. Chiefs lost a lot of talent on that offense. I think they're going to be a very good team. You give me Cardinals plus four and a half at home to open the season against a team that lost talent, against a team that starts hot every single year, give me the Cardinals catching the points. I love this spot for Arizona. I, I think I think the Chiefs could win this game by three points. I think the Cardinals could have went outright. I, lo- I love four and a half here. This number's been pushed up to six now. That's six? where I got it at, six. My God. Which is why, one of the reasons why? I'm on it. I don't know what caused it. I just saw six and said, give me that. Because, I mean, I, I almost think Kyler is going to have a little bit of a uh, little brother complex playing against Pat. Oh, dude, how, how much Texas Tech film do you think they're watching going into this week with, like, Kyler and Cliff? And he's like, man, if you could just do this right <laughs> here. Like, watch him make this throw right here. I mean, Kyler... Kyler's good until the new Call of Duty comes out. Until, yeah. like, what is it, October 15th? Like, Kyler's great until October 15th. Like, he's going to light it up. Like, if you have Hollywood Brown in fantasy, like, this is the week to start him. He's going to have three touchdowns, 11 catches for, like, 227 yards. Yeah. Like, this is the week. James Conner is going to do his thing where he, he has 11 carries for seven touchdowns somehow. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love the Cardinals this week. Um, I, I've been I've been beating the drum for the Chiefs all summer, saying like trust the offense, not the players. Trust the offense, not the players. But this is a tough spot for them going to Arizona, and I think they can win the game. But four and a half points, they may not win by that much. And Cardinals are hot, hot, hot to start the season, and people forget Zach Ertz is on that Cardinals team. And he started kind of putting it on at the end of the season last year. So don't forget about Zach Ertz over there in Arizona. Yeah. No, he came, he came on for the Cardinals at the end of last year. And they – I'm interested to see what they do with all those tight ends. They got three tight ends there who can play. <laughs> I mean – You know the old saying, if you have three tight ends, you don't have any. I don't know if that's how that one works. Oh. <laughs> Could be wrong. <laughs> Moving on, home dogs. Call that Texans. Hey, I, I said it in the preview episode. I kind of like this Texas team. I think they can they can cover they can cover this. I mean, I, I I'm not betting it because I don't have that much faith, but I can see it. I can see the world where it happens. We're talking about seven points yeah. here, and they're at home, and they're an improved team from last year. I said it a couple of weeks ago. Listen, John Mechie, I think is huge for them. I think he was going to play a big big role in their offense. I think that hurts a lot. And it, it's crazy to say that from a rookie we've never even seen touch the field. But, I mean, he was the perfect weapon for their offense. Kind of makes me temper the flame just a little bit. We're on the Damian Pierce MVP train right now, dude. <laughs> what better way to get started than beating a division rival week one? I, we don't have the money line here, but, I mean, screw it. We might might just go for that money line so, here. I don't know. I love the under in this one. Love it. I know two things about Lovey Smith. Rex Grossman is his quarterback, and he comes off the bus running. The Colts come off the bus running, and the Colts love to run the football. I like the under here. Lovey's going to play a too high shell almost all game. 
swapping between cover three uh, when, when he's single high and uh, cover two when he's too high. A little cover one man sprinkled in there, but really they're saying you're not going to pass. You're not going to pass deep on us. You got to beat. You got to beat us in the intermediate and short, or run the ball. And Michael Pittman's going to have 14 catches by halftime. He might. But they're all going to be short, and it's going to keep that clock running, which is why I like the under. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion on the under, but I love I love the Texans cover here. I think Davis Mills is a better quarterback than he gets credit for. Um really like Texas this spot. Home dogs. Moving on. Can we there we go. So Alright, alright, alright. You know what time it is? It's almost time for bed. It's not, it's not, no, we're not sleeping. <laughs> we're not sleeping here. We've been saying it for over a year now. We're not sleeping here. We got Eagles Lions. Week one. I've been on the Eagles of Fraud trains for God knows how oh, long. Life. Yeah. Eagles stay frauds. We even not frauds. Them lions. Them dirty cats, as we like to say. The dirtiest. Dirty cats. Dirtiest of the cats. That lions plus four at home, home dogs, versus the Philadelphia Fraudadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia? Fraudadelphia Eagles. And we both have the over 48 and a half this game. Or actually, so, no, so I, I, it's twice on the graphic. I, I'm not betting this game. It's just twice on there on accident. So, so Q is sleeping on the Lions. Yep. I'm not. I believe in what I say, and I say what I believe. I say it with my chest. Um, I'm very confident when I say the Lions will cover this game. I'll probably bet Lions to win outright this game. But if they don't, it's because their defense is probably the worst in the NFL. That's why I'm not Philly. <laughs> Philly is way overrated, but both these offenses can score. Both have a lot of weapons on these offenses. 48 and a half is an easy total. We're going way, 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 way over that. I can see the total. I this, consider the total, but I, I just. So this total, this total might, I, I may do two best bets of the week. <laughs> I may do two best bets of the week. This is going way, way, way over. Lions are scoring at least 30. 30? So, if, yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown's going to get two. DeAndre Swift's going to get one. And let's give one to TJ Hawkinson and a field goal. Okay. Tell me where I'm wrong there. Who's going to stop DeAndre, or who's going to stop DeAndre Swift from getting a touchdown? The Amon Ross, too, is where I. Who's going to stop Amon Ross St. Brown from getting two touchdowns? Tell me who on that Philly defense. Dude, so typically I wouldn't be. Big play. I wouldn't be going no. after. I, w- I wouldn't say him, but he's coming back to Detroit. It don't matter. We're talking about Amon Ross St. Brown, the best receiver in football right now. It don't matter. He's getting two tutties. He's getting thirteen catches. He's getting one hundred and sixty-seven yards week one. He is putting his nuts on the table, saying, I have arrived. I am here. I am a top five wide receiver in this league. And he's absolutely taking over this game. All right. You betting that prop? Best bet of the week. Two-time touchdown score? 
Best bet of the week, over 48 and a half. How about this uh, Packers-Vikings game you got here? Home dogs. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, rule of gambling. Home hey, dogs. Minnesota's good at home. I mean, I, I I thought about jumping on that, but I had to, I had some others that I liked a little more. Yeah, so for this one, uh, I, I got Pat, or I got Vikings money line just because I think the Packers aren't going to be as good as they were last year. I think their defense is going to be very much improved. I think the defense is going to be good, but I think Vikings offense is going to be better than they were last year. I think Vikings have enough firepower to win this game, but I think it's going to be low scoring. I have Vikings money line with under 47, and I love both these picks. I, I, I could see this game being a, a, a 17 to 14 win, something in that range, uh, 10 to 17 win, something like that. I think I think the Packers will get it figured out on offense, but Aaron Rodgers started slow in his career many of times, and this is probably the worst offensive weapons he's ever had. So if there, if history has any sort of repetition to it, they're going to start slow this year. Vikings should have a much improved offense on top of having a new offensive coordinator. Defense is so, what me with them. I'm not sure how good they are. Very. I don't think they have to be good. Defense. I don't think they have to be good against that Packers offense week one. You might be right. I think if they can stop, I think if they can stop the run week one, they're going to be just fine. And I think that under forty seven is going to be looking real good for us. Yeah. So I got Vikings money line plus what is that one hundred five? Vikings money line plus one hundred five and the under forty seven of that yeah. game. So next one up here, I got Patriots going down to Miami, and this bet's burned me multiple times in the past but i'm just going to keep taking it because i'm a fool give me the patriots money line at plus 134. um i i don't really get why miami's a favorite in this game um i i mean yeah they added tyree kill they added cedric wilson they changed up their offensive scheme but two is still their quarterback i still have a lot of questions about their team in general and the patriots are still they were a playoff team a year ago. I know their offensive coaching situation is a mess, but they're still a playoff team from a year ago. And I I can easily see them going out to Miami and winning. Maybe I'm a fool. Maybe I maybe I just, you know, keep making the same mistake over and over and it's a definition of insanity. But I think there's great value here. I I don't think they should be a dog in this game. I agree. Um Patriots are a solid team. They're, they've been getting better. Mac Jones, good-looking rookie last year. Not a whole lot about – I mean, it's all it all lays on Tua's shoulders here. If Tua comes out and balls out, Miami will just be just fine and probably win this game. If Tua's not good, Miami's going to be in trouble real quick. So, And if there's one yeah, thing I, I trust agree. the Patriots to do, it's to limit dangerous offensive weapons. Bill Belichick has made his career out of this. Yeah, but they got so many weapons on that team. I mean, they do, but like, also, Bill Belichick has been doing that for ages. It's like, he just, he is so good at taking away what you want to do that I'm just not sure they're going to, they're going to score enough to beat the Patriots, even if their offense, even if Patriots offense is a mess. Yeah, but Bill Belichick's never had to deal with Mike McDaniel. Oh, you're right. 
I mean, I think Mark McDaniel's such a wild card. Like, it, it really falls on Tua here, but I didn't meddle this game because there's a possibility the Dolphins' offense could be the yeah. greatest offense in history of football. Especially week one. Like, week one before there's any game film out there. Like, it's just a complete wild card yeah. right now. I'll give you that. Like, that, that's the only thing that stopped me from betting on this game is that Mike McDaniel's little, like, five foot six, 125-pound ass might just be the smartest fan alive. And that terrifies Wait, me. I thought their coach was Logic, the rapper. No, Mike McDaniel's about half the size of Logic. <laughs> it's like Logic's little brother. All right. Um, last bet here. And honestly, this might be my favorite bet of the week. I don't care that it's a road favorite. Broncos I like going this into bet Seattle, too. six and a half point dogs. I had I, so if I didn't already have twelve bets, I would have bet this. Like the model hates it. The model thinks Seattle should be favored, but the model is heavily based on last year's stats, which does not translate to this game. Which makes me think that Vegas pro- might not be adjusting this number enough either, because their stuff is all based on numbers, and I think six and a half is light for this game. The Seahawks. Were horrible yeah, to end last year. Ter- they were horrible all preseason, like atrocious. They're very bad, but I mean, Pete Carroll's a good coach. That defense should be a little bit better. I don't. Know. I don't think their defense I, I mean, is going to be very good I, at all. <laughs> so I have I, I have twelve plays already, and the only reason why I didn't take this game is because I already had twelve plays. But if I even do halfway decent, I'm hammering down on this game. It might be a best bet of the week. So, I mean, you can only have one best bet of the week unless you have three. So, that's the number one rule of gambling. You know what? You can never have too many best bets. If, like, it, so let me put it this way. If I had any confidence in the Seahawks to even put up 14 points, I would hammer the over on this at 44 and a half. But I, I don't know if the Seahawks can put up 14 points. <laughs> I mean, Jerry Judy might score 44 points. I mean, I might like this over, too. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I just do not think the Seahawks. I think they're their number one pick territory this year. And I think the Broncos are yeah, a real contender, and six and a half is too small a number. I mean, we're looking at we're looking at Seahawks, Bears, and Jaguars, maybe, yeah. compete for that number one pick just on paper. Yeah. But... I mean, we said the same thing about Texas last year. And like I said, I mean, they they rolled their way to four wins pretty easily. <laughs> so, you never know. Yeah, never know. But um, is there any games that you want to talk about that we missed? Or do you want to move on to Raiders, college? Chargers. So, that was the one I had written down. That was the only one I really cared to talk about. Raiders going to L.A. for the 325 game. Uh, Central Time Sunday afternoon. And you have two defenses that are on paper very, very good. Two offenses on paper that are very, very good. The Chargers just see, can't seem to make the playoffs. No matter what they do, something happens. They will not miss and they this fall year. Through. They can't. They just can't. The Raiders... Say what you want about the Raiders, but they keep making the playoffs. 
I'll say this, their O-line's going to give up two sacks to Khalil Mack and three sacks to Joey Bosa. Do you, you think Derek Carr gets sacked five times mm-hmm. minimum? Let's say nobody else gets a sack. Yep. Five this sacks. Sack. The Chargers have five sacks on their defensive line with a four-man front. That's pretty ballsy. Okay. Um, you know who's starting on that O-line for the Raiders? Uh, I, I'm so sad you didn't laugh at that. <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking. <laughs> Should I repeat yes. it? They have five sacks on their defensive line with a four-man front. That's pretty ballsy. <laughs> I see what you did there. Sorry, I was in the zone. I was at two in the zone. Uh, Colton Miller, very good left tackle. John Simpson at left guard. Hasn't really showed much. Best in the league. The greatest of all time. Andre James at center. Best of all time. My favorite one, Lester Cotton Sr. at right guard. Oh, Lester? Yeah, man, him just to shoot pullback into that. Lester's a fine player. He went to Alabama, so that that's a plus for him at least. Um, and then Jermaine. Uh, so did Alex Leatherwood. <laughs> so did Alex Leatherwood, and they just cut for yeah. no reason. And then Jermaine Illuminor at right tackle. I, I, think, I think the Chargers defense is going to eat their lunch. I, I just think Carr's not going to have time. Yeah, that might be true, but I mean, you're forgetting about Taylor Jones and all them boys on that other side that are attacking. I mean, they do get Rashad Slater. They got they got some yeah, good that, other yeah, that's the thing. But Chandler Jones is very good. That's that's that that's the uh, what sets it apart in my mind. Because you're right, the Raiders' so, D, defensive front and their D line is very stout. But the Chargers are wide. So from what I'm stuff. hearing right now, Chargers are winning the Super Bowl. You're actually like Char- Chargers are the best team in football. Chargers may have the best record in football at the end of the year. Best record? you want to put your stamp of approval on that? No, I won't because I already said the Broncos are going to win that division, so that won't be true. But they're going to have one of the best records. I said the Bron- I love the Broncos offense more than any team in the NFL, and I have the Broncos missing the playoffs. So what do you say about that? I don't agree. But I respect your opinion. You think Josh McDaniels <laughs> is going to miss the playoffs? Yes. I think that O line is just going to be detrimental to them. I don't think they'll be able. You to don't think Josh McDaniels can figure it out? I think he'll you know figure out how to get the Patri- close. You know how many times the Patriots had a bad O line and they got over it? I mean, that was Scarnetia. He doesn't have Scarnetia in, in Oakland. Or in you don't Vegas. think you don't think I Josh McDaniels had anything to do with that? I mean, he had something to do with it, but Scar was one of the best O-line coaches in football. You don't think they'll get it figured out? They'll get it managed. Josh McDaniels, but I don't think it'll be Josh good McDaniels enough for them to who, make the playoffs out of that division. Josh McDaniels, who by all accounts succeeded at Denver the first time he was there, and kind of just willingly left back to New England. To go back under Bill Belichick for another 14 years or whatever it was. Do I need to send you some literature? <laughs> On what? On Josh McDaniels' time in Denver. <laughs> Josh McDaniels was incredible in Denver. He got rid of Jay Cutler. He got rid of Brandon Marshall. He emptied out the cupboard and then left them bare and dry and said, I'm back, father. <laughs> okay. I'll just leave what, that at that. What more? <laughs> What, what more can you do as an assistant coach for Bill Belichick? 
So if that if that's your if that's what you're saying, what say he's not doing the same, just like trying to get it, just can guys off the Raiders so that they go over the Patriots. But they've actually improved the team since last year. You're right, they have. But I still, I think that O line is. He's doing just, the opposite of what he did last time. That O line is just brutal, man. I I just think it's going to be tough for them. I mean, in any other it division, I think they could make the playoffs. In the AFC I West, I think they're they're they're, they're out of luck. Derek Carr is the best quarterback in football. <laughs> just ask his brother. Derek Carr's a fine quarterback. Okay. <laughs> okay, so who's better, him or Jared Goff? Carr. Jared, Jared Goff. <laughs> he was number one overall pick. Duh. All right, let's move on to some college picks. Um, we're going to run through these real quick for everybody. And then stay tuned. We have a little bit of UFC picks at the end for UFC 279. Got some winners there for you. Um, we will put out a full college card before the weekend starts. But this is what I have right Make now. Make sure to go check Alabama, out at shaving-points.com. Shaving-points.com. Like and subscribe. You'll get all the picks, all the winners every single week sent straight to you. Easy money. Um, if you would have had us last week, I went 13-3. and three, No big deal. Moving forward to college football. I've been saying all offseason, Texas is going to beat Bama. Texas is going to cover against Bama. I was wrong. I was wrong. Forget about what I said. Bama's going to beat the shit out of Texas. Alabama, minus 20, going into Austin. And stick with me here. I'm picking this game because of what Georgia did to Oregon. Georgia beat the dog piss out of Oregon. Everybody's talking about Georgia. Like, oh, we under we underrated Georgia. We underestimated Georgia. They lost all this talent from their defense to the NFL draft. They lost George Pickens to the NFL draft. They lost James Cook to the NFL draft. They lost Samir White to the NFL draft. They lost offensive linemen to the NFL draft. They lost 16 players to the NFL draft. Georgia's no good, not not good anymore. We're They're the third best team in the nation, even though they just won the national championship. Wrong. They go out there and beat the brakes off Oregon. They make Oregon look like an FCS program out there. They make Oregon look like they didn't even deserve to be on the field with them week one. Okay. It was absolutely demolishing them. Alabama's sitting there. Right. I mean, we beat the shit out of Utah State. Look at us. The pat on the back. We beat Utah State. Nobody cares that they beat Utah State. Alabama is seething about losing to Georgia last year in the SEC championship. Bryce Young, Heisman winner, absolutely pissed. Didn't have a chance to go or to win the they had a chance to win that they they lost the national championship last year to to Georgia and then Georgia gets all the praise week one because they go out and beat Oregon a number 11 Oregon team Alabama laying 20 this week is gonna make a statement I think they might beat Texas by 60. I don't think Texas can stay on the field with them I thought they could in the offseason but like what, after what Georgia did to, I mean, I'm, I mean, 
you, you, there may be a lot of connections here that you have to piece together. But I think after what Georgia did to Oregon, Alabama is not going to let up. And they're going to just beat the absolute dog shit out of Texas this week. Give me Alabama minus 20 and make it my lock of the week. Lock of the week. Lock it up. Moving on. North Carolina. Georgia State over 66 and a half. North Carolina can't stop anybody. They didn't stop anybody week zero. They didn't stop anybody week one. Uh, Appalachian State put up 46 points only, in the fourth quarter against you know, They're only seven and a half point favor against Georgia State. Yeah, I, I, I don't care. No, I'm just saying I'm, like that that Six speaks to their defense not being able to stop anybody. They're only seven and a half yeah, point Yeah, Jim Chizik's terrible. Jim Chizik's absolutely freaking terrible. He won a national championship. Good for him. He's absolutely terrible. One of the worst coaches of football. Cam Newton won a national championship, not Gene Chizik. So give me the over. Gene Chizik's terrible. Can't stop anybody. Um, Georgia State has just as good or better an offense than Appalachian State. And six, six and a half, easy over. They Vegas probably wanted to make this line 72, and they were just scared. And so they had to drop it six points. Take the over, six, six and a half, easy money. Moving on, South Carolina versus Arkansas. Said it last week. Don't love Arkansas in the season. Love them week one. They barely covered week one, six and a half. They won by seven. Okay. South Carolina. Their quarterback last year was the favorite to win the Heisman. They look good, not great week one. Arkansas look good, not great week one. South Carolina's catching nine points to Arkansas. South Carolina's a better team than Cincinnati is. Catching nine points. Yeah. Just give me South Carolina plus the nine. And take the easy win. Even if Arkansas wins, they're not winning by nine points. I might even – this might be a little sprinkle on that, that money line dog, though. That money line dog might, might sprinkle that South Carolina line there. Love Spencer Rattler. I think they get it done against Arkansas in Fayetteville. Love, love, love South Carolina. Catching odd points. Shane Beamer, coach of the year, SEC. Put it on your calendar. I can endorse that one. 76% of the cash is on Arkansas uh, to cover, and 90% of the cash is on Arkansas to win. That's crazy. People are crazy. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm the smart one here. I'm the one that went 13. <laughs> I'm the one who went 13 3 week one, not Vegas. I destroyed Vegas week one. So, yeah, remember that. Moving on, we have. Pew, 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 pew. Texas Tech Red Raiders, boy. Beat the shit out of Murray State. The powerhouse of Murray State. Absolutely wiped the floor with them. They don't even deserve to be on the same field with us. Meanwhile, Houston's over there barely getting by by UTSA. UTSA didn't even have a football program when I was growing up. When I was in school, when I was going through the recruiting, UTSA didn't even exist. And Houston damn near losing to them. Give me Texas Tech minus three at home and give me that under 66 because that Texas Tech defense under Jerry McGuire, boy. Joey McGuire. I said Jerry, it's Joey. Under Joey Jerry, McGuire, boy. Jerry. That Joey McGuire defense looking good. That Joey McGuire defense looking strong. Dana Hogerson can't get it done. Dana Hogerson can't get it done. I love this Texas Tech team. I We're going to the natty, boy. We're going we're gonna to go in. Houston's going to come into Lubbock this weekend. We're going to beat the brakes off of them. Then we're going to go to 
an NC State team who's a top 10 team, and we're going to go beat the dog shit out of NC State next week. Calling it now. Lock of the week next week. Texas Tech money line at NC State. We will not lose that game. Calling it now. Calling it now. But I'm taking Texas Tech minus three versus the Houston Cougars this weekend. Under 66. Under 66. Love it. Lock it in. 71% Last game, of the cash is on the over in that game. Yeah, because people always think Texas Tech, they think points. They think Houston, they think points. They're wrong. Texas Tech offense isn't that great this year, especially since we just lost our starting quarterback. Donovan Smith's going to be starting at quarterback. Donovan Smith's probably going to run the ball 17 times this game. He's probably going to have about 200 yards rushing. He's not going to throw the ball a whole lot. Be a lot of run plays. Our Texas Tech defense be much improved. Under, 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 under. Endorsed. Ignorant, ignorant people see the names and they take the over. Houston, Texas Tech, easy over. Wrong. Take the under. All right, moving on. I said it last week. West Kentucky Hilltoppers. Don't love them betting against Hawaii. I'm taking Michigan Wolverines with their two quarterbacks. Minus 51 versus Hawaii. Until Hawaii proves to me that they can take an offensive snap, I'm betting them every single week. Give me Michigan, minus 51. Hawaii has to fly like, what, 47 hours to get up to Michigan? Yeah. A team that's already abysmal and a team that already can't get out of its stance, a team that can't stop anybody, a team that got their brakes beat off on by Vanderbilt, is going against a Michigan team that just hung up 50 against a better opponent yeah michigan minus 51 versus hawaii they may cover this in the first quarter give me michigan minus 51 and there's six guaranteed winners there for you uh let's see 90 percent of the cash is on michigan to cover so you're you're not sharp on that one but you're sharp on all the others i'm not gonna be sharp on it but i mean that's just common knowledge hawaii is the worst football team i've ever seen in my life but there's that. It's week one, boys. We finally made it. Stay tuned. UFC coming up right after this. And whatever you do, don't sip on the wines. Week one. Don't do it. All right. And up next for y'all, we have a little breakdown. UFC action this weekend. UFC 279. Bringing in a ringer. We got an expert in. Knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy. And they were like, this guy is the guy with all the picks, with all the knowledge. He's our good friend, Miles Parker. How are we doing tonight, Miles? Man, I'm doing all right, guys. Thank you all so much for having me. Absolutely. So we're not going to go through the whole card or anything. We're just going to go through some of our favorite bets. And we're going to start out with the Chris Barnett fight. We got Chris Barnett versus Jake Collier. Okay, so Chris Barnett, if you remember correctly, Monster knockout, last time we saw him. Front flip onto his butt, incredible. He's a 5'8", bowling ball of fatness, and he's at plus 325. I like this fight. What do you think, Miles? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, Barnett, for them having him at from UFC's website, he's a plus 340. I know it varies everywhere. To me, that's just insane to have him that big of a dog against Jake Collier because from what I've seen from Jake Collier, yeah, he's a dog, but 
I think Chris Barnett's just going to be way too much for Jake Kendall, period. It's his athleticism and the, and the big boy's got a gas tank on him. So, Yeah, at that, at that 325 value, yeah. it's hard to pass up. Up next for me, the Jamie Pickett, Dennis Tyulin. I can't say his last time. Yeah, I got Jamie Pickett in this fight. He lost his last one out to Dacus, got caught in a submission in the, at the end of the first round. But, I mean, he was looking pretty good leading up to there. Jamie Pickett needs this win. He's a slight favorite right now. The money has kind of been coming out on the opposite direction. So, by Saturday, we might be able to get this guy close to even money or even plus money. Yeah, I love Jamie Pickett in this spot here. I'll probably take him inside the distance. I, I don't I don't think the fight goes the full three rounds. But what are your thoughts on it, Miles? Yeah, I, I agree with you again on this. Uh this Denise to be honest I haven't even heard of the guy um, uh, but yes I do like Jamie Pickett I, he possesses big power and uh, yeah he got caught in that in time but man he is uh his back's against the wall and I would I would take him in this for sure yeah I definitely need a win from him so we'll go up to the pay-per-view first fight that you like the once highly touted next big thing the up-and-coming phenom Johnny Walker who hasn't really delivered much of anything since being one of the highly most highly touted prospects in UFC history versus another guy's name I can't really say Ian Katubula yeah yeah I yeah uh, don't... there we go that's why that's why we bring you around <laughs> Yeah, uh, Johnny Walker, four out of five, SBG, uh, Carnage Camp over there. You know, he beat Ryan Spam, but since then, he's good. He's been knocked out by Corey Anderson. Uh, he lost a decision to Nikita Krylov, a uh, decision to Tiago Santos. Uh, but then his last fight, man, was just in February, and he got knocked out by John Mahal Hill. Pretty ugly. Uh, made, a, made a big meme about him. So, I mean, it just doesn't look good there. Uh, Ion Kutaliba, sketchy, sketchy record as of late. Uh, his most notable win to me would be against Khalil Roundtree. And then two fights ago, he fought and broke his jaw in the fight in like two different places. It's pretty sick. And he did have a split against Dustin Jacoby, which Dustin Jacoby a monster right now at light heavyweight. His footwork, his, you know, his, he's just on, he's on his game right now, which is awesome. Yeah, I would take Ion Kutaliba uh, over Johnny Walker. This is a, you know, both of these guys need a win, and one of them, to be honest, if they lose, it's probably going to end up getting cut. So I would put, if you're going to bet on it, I would go Kutaliba for sure. And Kutaliba right now is minus 220. If you were to if you were to choose how he wins, what would you say? You think he wins by decision, knockout, TKO, submission? Uh, yeah, I would, I would tend to K, uh, TKO, KO for sure. Especially since Johnny just got okay, knocked out okay, in February, okay. you know, chin, chin, chin susceptible. Yeah, I like Kutiba in this. All right. Yeah, we're recording this on Tuesday, so we don't have all the props available yet for knockouts and submissions and stuff like that. So uh, we'll keep an eye throughout the week for Kutaliba by TK or KO. But going on to the next fight for us here. Uh, we have the Irene Aldana versus Macy Chieson. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Because I'm kind of on the opposite side of you, but let's see what you let's, let's see what you have to say. That's all right. Yeah, uh, I like Irene Aldana. I thought she actually looked good uh, in her fight against Holly Holm. 
that correctly, even though she lost. Um, but other than that, her last loss was to Raquel Pennington. Then she beat Vanessa Mello. Uh, she beat Ketlin Vera and Yana Kutsukaya uh, in her last fight just in July. And she beat her in the first round. She looked amazing. I'm mainly taking Irene Lee for the fact that she just has a little bit more ring time on her than Macy. Now, granted, Macy's uh, last four fights, the last fight she lost was Raquel Pennington, and then just came out and beat a very game Norma Dumont. So, I mean, she's on an uptick. She's on a win streak. So is Irene. So it should be a good fight. Uh, and to think that Irene will probably get it done. Yeah, so my only thing is when I'm at UFC, I look for value. And I think Macy Chiazon is just too damn talented to be catching plus 155 underdog right now. But it is one of those things where if, right. if it's life or death and I'm picking somebody to win, I'm probably taking Irene. But in the, in the betting game, where I can get almost plus 200 value on Macy Chieson. I'm probably going to lean that direction just because of the value. But, yeah, I do agree with you that Irene's probably uh, just straight up winning and losing. Um, betting aside, I, I do agree with you there on Irene. And then coming up yeah, next. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest, Macy this year because she's looking at uh getting a number one title fight in her fight after this irene's just sitting there solidifying her spot up there at the top waiting on a championship bout so yeah i mean macy's definitely uh, for money she's definitely a dog there for sure yeah absolutely then going to the next fight in the card what you've claimed saved this card uh kevin holland versus daniel rodriguez Yes, absolutely. Uh, this this card right here, or this fight right here, has fight of the night written all over it. Especially it being at catch. Uh, both of the guys don't have to cut as much weight. Kevin Holland now recently going back down to welterweight. Um, he's on a streak. Both uh, wins have come second round submission um, against uh, Cowboy Oliveira and Tim Means. Tim Dirty, pretty impressive, and he got a performance of the night on his last fight. Um, Daniel Rodriguez, though, is no slouch. Uh, dude, he's excellent footwork, excellent boxing. Uh, since he's been in the UFC, uh, his only loss is to Nicholas Dalby. Since then, he's very Preston Parsons and then Kevin Lee in August of 2021. So he's been a while since he's been in the cage. Uh, Kevin's been active. The odds that they have it right, I think, to be honest, they should have it more of a pick to be honest. And I, th and I think that if Daniel Rodriguez is I, I, from UFC's website, he's sitting at a plus 165 from what I see. Um, either way, that's going to go. If he's an underdog, man, I'd pick Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, I like him. Uh, I would love to know his takedown defense percentage. You know, if he if he can avoid the takedown and keep it, have a way better shot of, Maybe even knocking Kevin out. Um, but, yeah, I like Daniel Rodriguez in this yeah. fight. With some Kevin Holland guy, I love him. But Daniel Rodriguez is a problem. Yeah, uh, Daniel Rodriguez is my favorite undercard on the card, or underdog on the card probably. Uh, he does have a slight reach disadvantage there. He's given up about six inches in reach, three inches in height. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's just got stupid power and – He's got a lot to prove. Uh, this is a big, big time, big time opportunity for him to kind of move up that ladder. So I like Daniel Rodriguez a lot as well. And then going on to uh, Li Zhang Ling versus 
El Kukui, Tony Ferguson. I know a lot of people are in Ferguson right here. I'm not, neither are you. Uh, what do you think about yeah, that one? Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I, I, oh man, and it sucks seeing the old, just the old vet, man, and he's going up to welterweight, which he originally won the UFC, uh, the Ultimate Fighter. He won it at welterweight on Team Brock, and, and um, yeah, this, this here, He's he's actually gone to a new camp. He's uh he's with Greg Jackson again, which Greg Jackson one of the game, one of the best to do it. But man, they gave him an absolute doll in Lee Jingliang. Um, you know, despite the uh, Hamzat loss, where he just absolutely got, got uh, ragdolled and handled. Um, you know, he came back from that and beat Muslim Salikov. I'm sorry, kid, I didn't get that pronunciation. Salikov right but yeah it. ended up uh, uh, in july yeah. round two yeah so uh yeah you know coming off of a, of, of a big win and then tony is just been you know yeah he has he has just faced the absolute murderer's row when it came to the lightweight division you know he had donald Cerrone who was on his up his last win that was in june of 2019 then he comes out and gets yeah. knocked out by Justin Gaethje after yeah, the since then for Gaethje, Gaethje yeah. Oliveira, Darius, and Oliveira, Darius, which is really yeah. yeah. I, I just don't see. I just don't yeah, see. One of the I can see the outside of him moving up to welterweight. I just don't think it's the right move to go against Li Jingliang. I like Li Jingliang, and uh, to be honest, I like it by uh, knockout. But he does have a fight on his hands because Tajikistan is still that dog. Yeah, he always got that dog in him. And I feel like Tony Ferguson's kind of – I mean, we've seen it with a lot of old fighters here, like older fighters here lately leaving their gloves in the ring. And I think that time might be coming sooner rather than later for Ferguson. Hope it's not this weekend. But um, moving on to the main event, we got Hamzat Shamaya versus Nate Diaz. Not a whole lot to discuss here. I mean, one of the, I mean, Hamzat's minus eleven hundred. One of the biggest favorites of the entire year, regardless of opponents uh, versus Nate Diaz in his last UFC fight. I mean, I don't see this being much of a fight. I mean, Nate Diaz carries the name, he carries the fan base, but yeah, I don't, I don't. Dude, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think we have to talk about whether or not you think Kamzat's going to win or not. I mean, I think the real question is, do you think Nate Diaz stands even a puncher's chance in this? Uh, man, <laughs> I was listening to some stuff today, and then I actually went back and watched some of these fights. Now, there is only going to be one caveat to this game, and it's that if Hamzat Shamaya throws his game plan, plan out the window and pull Gilbert Burns act against Nate Diaz because Nate Diaz is not the one to do that with if you see what happened to Leon Edwards 30 seconds left left in the fifth round you know he got clipped and if Nate wouldn't have played his game he could have won that fight and probably would have fought tomorrow for the title uh Nate as rounds go longer he gets better and if Hamzat you know happens to go in there in the first and second round and happens to blow his lid and just doesn't you know, maintain that gas tank and fight with a game. And, you know, Nate does have a, a good chance of maybe winning or judges to a decision. 
uh, in those later rounds. But I would like to think reality was going to set in with Hamza as what he has here to, to lose at stake and just, you know, stick to the game plan, wear him out. Man, if he's got a chance to get Nate on the ground, you know, he won't be hot and sweaty. He'll be fresh, and he could possibly get Nate out in those early rounds. Um, but this one, I, I, I would yeah, so. be watching and watching the numbers. Everybody is putting money on right now. It's it, it's been changing like every fifteen minutes. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, so whenever whenever I get the opportunity, whenever the props come out, I'm probably taking Hamzat to win by submission in the first round. Probably to take him to win by submission in the second round. Odds probably going to be somewhere in the one fifty to two fifty range in the plus money for both of those. So if you lay both those bets, uh, I think he gets Nate out of there in the first two rounds. Like you said, I don't. I think I think he's too smart of a fighter to go deep into the third, fourth, and fifth round with a guy like uh, Nate Diaz. I think he's gonna get him out, get him out early, and keep this climb alive. So I don't think I don't think he even lets it dance with getting past the third, and I don't think he gets past the second. So I'm on I'm on Kamzat in the first or second round. And probably gonna take him by submission. Uh, I just I don't think he's strong enough to knock Nate out, especially early in a fight, unless he just catches him perfectly. But yeah, he can absolutely submit him early, and that's that's what I'm going with to find some value in that fight. So yeah, and then uh, you know the only other prop really here is you know is that over uh, to me it would be that over three and a half round limit uh, i mean i just feel like if you know that that is a good possibility you know nate did black belt on the ground he can probably prevent you know he can fight off some of those submissions of hamza unless hamza just gets that dagestan handcuff and gets him on his bags to do but yeah i i mean i do agree with you too i mean early round submission from Hans not sweaty coming right in there strong as hell it, it could be a possibility for sure no i agree but all right thank you so much for coming on we'll try to be a little bit more fresh more polished more clean when we come to y'all for ufc 280 the biggest card of the year probably the biggest card of the decade it's a monster we're gonna have a full episode for y'all probably on that but thank you again so much, Miles, for coming on. Hope to hear from you soon. And let's win some bets for UFC this weekend. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to 280. And everybody enjoy 279. It should be a banger.